and just when you thought it was safe, here comes Vandal Drummond to say, Mercenario Joe, Mercenario Joe, no te quiere ni tu padre ni tu madre. Mercenario Joe, no tendrás amor, es el Mercenario Joe. Joe, Joe. <laughs> See, Fredo, I told you I wouldn't stop singing. Horrible. That, that is the first Titani Sinel Ring theme song that I ever attempted to sing when I was 11 years old. Really? Of course, I didn't know the lyrics. I was just mimicking what I thought it sounded like. And That's got to be kind of weird, you being a, a gringo watching Spanish television. Oh, yeah. Every, I mean, it, I, all my always... friends, would, they wouldn't even watch wrestling from the Olympic in Spanish because they couldn't understand what was going on. And even at that age, I thought, what are you... What are you retards or yeah, something? Yeah. I mean, it's wrestling. You know, it's like I always laugh when I see those those um, people online, and they're like, "I don't understand lucha because it's in Spanish." And it's like, God. but then they they recap Japanese wrestling like they can exactly. And it's like, dude, how do you know Japanese? Yes, <laughs> yes, you don't know Japanese either. Well, you know, here's another funny thing, and I'll, I'll, I'm always going to do my Titanis and ring soapboxes, and I think one of the reasons that you know, one of the many reasons I find it so fascinating is it it was one spanish show that if my friends came over they would watch it mm-hmm. because you can understand everything going on no questions there's a clown wrestling yeah yeah at the end there's a little kid who saves the clown there's a mummy and he wrestles like a mummy in uh the old chris you know um uh christopher lee or lon J- cheney jr movies i mean yeah it, it was so simple that you didn't there's need... just certain things that that you know, as a fan, you kind of like have to mm-hmm. get over with. You know, like Japanese wrestling. Did you ever know who was the healer face in half the All Japan matches in in nineteen? Oh, in All Japan, I mean, no way, in the no 1990s, way. You just watched it because you enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, it didn't take away anything from the. They had action that was unlike any other yeah, at so that it's time. Like you were forget like I couldn't tell you who was a healer face. Some guys you could tell because they would actually like define it. Yes, but then like you'd watch All Japan. All Japan was basically just really good wrestling it was really great yeah. wrestling and yeah. especially tag team matches i mean nobody did tag matches in my opinion and trios like even the trios matches i remember i i always thought lucha should have added that more mm-hmm. instead of doing all these like the, the you know like the three on one let's all jump in yeah five out <laughs> yeah. five 15 minutes yes. of just three guys picking on the one guy then that guy gets out the other guy comes back in gets beaten down again yes the, the other guy comes in there was a 1983 New Japan match that I haven't seen. I had it on a tape years ago, and it was mm. one of those tapes where I lent it to a friend who, yeah. thank you very much, lent it to another friend. And I never saw it again. <laughs> but uh, I bet you Dave Meltzer would remember the match. It was, uh, okay, I, I can't remember how the teams were situated, but Killer Khan was on one team, Ricky Shoshu. Uh, on the other team, Animal Hamaguchi. It was... That's probably already available now. I bet you it's available. I'm going to have to start start Googling. I'm amazed. I used to be able to remember all six men involved. Yeah. But the very first move started with uh, one of the wrestlers being a suplex, headlock suplex, and go for a pin, and it was almost a three count. And all the wrestlers on the other team storm in and are yelling at the referee saying that was a three count. And then it just went into... Almost 15 minutes of, like, nothing but suplexes over and over. (laughs) And finally, uh, Animal Hamaguchi, for, like, the last seven or eight minutes of the match, was just getting suplexed, slammed, beaten down. And then they take apart the top rope of the ring and start 
uh, choking him with the rope. Yeah, and then and then at the end he's dragged out by his, his comrades. But well, the, and the reason I start off with the Mercenario Joe theme song is Joe El Mercenario. September twenty first was his birthday, so even though probably nobody who's into Titanes in a ring listens to this, I want to say happy birthday, Joe El Mercenario in nineteen seventy three. You were one of my favorite heels. I'm, sure I'm pretty sure people who like Titanes listen to this. Then, if you do, email me at liger l y g e r at aol dot com, and um, you'll hang out with them. And yeah, I'll hang out with you online. Yes. You might even be shocked. I might drop by in Your Argentina <laughs> one day with my sleeping bag. If Elena ever kicks me out, if she ever gets smart, she wises up and uh, kicks me out. But uh, Joel Mercenario, who started wrestling as Freddy El Marinero, uh, easily one of the best heels Titanes ever had and had the greatest theme song ever. Uh, and also... Closer to home, I think we should say that. I, I don't know when you're posting this, but today, later today or Saturday. Today is the birthday of the greatest heel in the history of professional wrestling, Cavernario Galindo. Oh, really? So, looking up to the stars and saluting the most awesome heel and the wrestler who captured my imagination uh, more than probably any other of. All the wrestlers who I've only been able to see snippets and occasional matches of, uh, nobody captured my imagination like that cat. Even more than El Santo he has. And now I guess we should get to Lucha World. And by the way, check out the (laughs) Lucha World website. Always check out Lucha World because it is the most bitchin' website and... Buy our T-shirts, too, please. I need to put that back up. Yeah, put the T-shirts yeah. back up. Put the. I keep forgetting. Put the I, I hate your father t-shirt. I hate t-shirt. the whole PayPal uh, process. No, you don't. You love it. I hate it. Oh. <laughs> the, the coding thing is the part I don't like. But like it's... The receiving money is perfectly great. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's well, that, that I don't mind. Ah, well, you know. So yeah. he's going to go through a lot of work to put those back yeah. up, ladies and gentlemen. So please buy the shirts. We should talk about the anniversary show. Yes. Like, how many weeks late? <laughs> Two weeks later, we'll talk about... Well, which you know, is all my... Which is my fault, because... Uh, Kurt I'm, is really bad at timing. <laughs> I'm terrible at timing. I was so up to uh, do uh, a show just, like, two days after, but these well, last actually, few weeks... You you planned... We showed up. You decided you wanted, you wanted to do a podcast before that, because mm-hmm. you're one... You basically have two days where you could do it, like, Thursday or Friday. Yes. And every usually, other Thursday, yeah, or Friday. and usually, yeah, every other Thursday or Friday, and that Thursday, it happened to be that week that the anniversary was happening <laughs> was your Thursday, which I said, wouldn't you rather wait till after the anniversary? Mm-hmm. But I didn't. Yes, and he didn't. So we talked about other stuff besides the yes. anniversary, which yes. was fine because we had a lot of LA wrestling to talk about with uh, Sombra and all those guys. Showing exactly. Up. What and uh, what and the plan was. To that do we're going to do one afterwards, like on a Saturday or yeah. a Sunday or something. But other these day. last few weeks have been extremely busy. Uh, it looks like uh, Elena and I are going to be moving soon. Very close cool. by, but it's going to be it's you know whole laborious process that I don't want to bore people with. You know, it's exciting to us, but probably boring to everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's why we are having such a delayed. 
a review of the anniversary show. However, I do think it's something that should be addressed because we've I, heard a lot of people. Well, in fact, Steve Sims just the other day was yeah. They're still doing. It. They're still doing podcasts about it. So. And I think we both have stuff we'd like to say about the uh, show. The funny thing is, was like right after the show, there were at least three or four podcasts about it. So it's like there really is. <laughs> like I mean, unless you don't subscribe to the Observer website. Then you don't. Really, you, you only got one, mm-hmm. which was the Cubs fan and um, Robbie Hardy recapping the show, and then you had like three on the Observer website, which was a little exactly. You know, I mean, I like listening to Steve, but I don't think I need to listen to like four or five different shows about you know, <laughs> like Dave talking about the Observer, like of, of the anniversary yeah. twice. Then I guess we should we should probably hit the bullet points. What. What's well, we could go most? through the show because I mean mm-hmm. they didn't really they just went through like this is very true. quickly. It this is true, and we both watched it. I, I just we actually watched it, and we should probably start with the whole Terra dot com experience. I uh, so I should. Kurt shows up on Thursday and tells me he. I kind of figured he had he never you never seen the website right Terra dot com you never. Saw I was it. on it once. Yes. Once yeah like. But like, I didn't know my way around yeah. it, so I took the time to teach Kurt how to get on it. How to find the video on it and everything. So, 15 minutes before the show starts, <laughs> Kirk calls me and tells me he doesn't know how to get on. I did? Oh, he did. He couldn't find the video. Yeah. After I told him that the video wouldn't show up until the show actually yeah. starts. Well, hey, I was nervous, man. I was so excited yeah. about it. I, well, I, no, I have you to say. The funny thing is, you weren't the only one. Kevin Kleinrock actually oh, no way. two hours before the show asking he couldn't see the video. And it's like, the video's not, or the link. The link wasn't going to show up till. The actual show. right, and now you know. So now, yeah. if, if you ever go on Terra.com... it's blank, and they, they say something like "thank you for visiting" or something. Yeah, like that. Yeah. When, yeah. When you when you go on there, the very top of the page, there's like a video of it, a little picture, and, and I'm I'm letting people know because this is the show's on mm-hmm. tonight, Fridays and Sundays. CML is on Terra, so you go on there. You see a little video pop up, and then you just click on it, and that's how the video. I, I have to say. Uh, there were very few hiccups in the video. Oh, and, of it. and if you've ever seen, I think you saw it one time where it like cut out on you. Yes, and that's why you haven't. You mm-hmm. never went back to it. I never. Yeah, yeah, because you're like you're, it was on a Sunday too. It's like yeah, exactly. I mean, come on, hey, Sunday, bre- Breaking Bad and Dexter yeah, on, and, and Sundays it. in L.A. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> only well, only a homebody like me would actually stick around and watch <laughs> Lucha Libre on a Sunday, um, but. Um, yeah, there was only one hiccup during the Blue Panther match, I think. I had uh, two hiccups um, during the second match. Was, uh, was that with Super Porky? Um, the, you, yeah. It froze on me twice, but I just... Yeah, that had, you just refreshed it. Yeah, it, just so. refreshed it and it was fine. Yeah. Um, I think it depends on your, um, your internet also, yeah. too. I, I loved how they opened up the anniversary show with that big sock cop dance. Yes, it was like the 1950s. Exactly. Like, and even before, they started with the 1950s right should, around the clock. I should I should mention this because a lot of people, like other people who were doing the web, like Dave uh-huh. Meltzer, couldn't understand this. Yeah. He couldn't understand how uh, 50s, 60s rock and roll music is very popular is it really in Mexico? Yeah, yeah, it's very popular. I mean, I believe it. I, it, I believe it, it but I, I didn't popular. know that. It might not be popular with the younger generation of, mm-hmm. of fans, but it like people who grew up in the eighties. Mm-hmm. That's what they were listening to. Really? So we're they're basically about ten years gotcha. behind us in music, like a lot of like the people from that era. Nowadays, because of the internet, more people are into current music. Mm-hmm. But you, like, if you notice, like the guys who are like in their twenties, like the late twenties, thirties, the rustlers, mm-hmm. they're listening to like this old music like, yes it's like, it's like why are they listening because they're 
back then. I mean, that was like the big the big thing back in the eighties. There was always a lot of like there's a big nostalgia yeah, craze, like, almost like, like well, and they even went before nineteen fifties. I mean, come on, and they uh, played uh, Pennsylvania five six thousand, which is such an <laughs> awesome. I think awesome it's so tune. I think it's so hilarious. Like I they, love that song. The funniest thing was Dave Meltzer like finding it weird that um, Shocker's music was Baker Street, <laughs> and it's not. First of all, Dave Meltzer was wrong. It was Baker Street, but it was a remix. Mm-hmm. So the remix, it's not something... It's a not remix a 19- is different, different than an original. Like, yeah, puts, like using like a 1980s song or something. A re- remix is... Okay, I, I don't understand remix and a lot of that stuff, but uh, just from my novice standpoint, a remix is you take somebody else's song and you make it new, but it's still pretty much their song. Plus, I dig, I dig that, that song. Is that right? the, the intro with the saxophone mm-hmm. is great. No, I dig it. <laughs> yes, totally. yes, the remix on your remix thing, yes. <laughs> But some, anyway. remixes, some remixes work like that works fine because it's mm-hmm. basically just the sax part. The rest yeah. of it, they don't really play. They just play like the techno beat afterwards. But the techno beat's basically just what it was mm-hmm. when you take out the guy singing. Um, but like some of the remixes, they've done some remixes where it's like, fuck, this song is horrible. Like there's a couple of the undercard guys who used the really crappy remixes of Yeah, they, they should. That's something I think yeah. where people should take control and we should discuss all the, we should hey, discuss everybody's entrance music let's 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 uh, contact Pat Hood and say why is nobody going to the ring to Brujeria well that's what I wanted to do like remember that whole my whole idea of doing a little cholo gimmick where he awesome. like where he would just beat up white guys yes. to matando güeros <laughs> that was my whole thing Pito Wilson yeah well we, we should definitely we should, talk to Pat yes. Hood and we should have him contact Paco and have him be the yeah, and and Paco's react, Paco, Paco Alonso's reaction will be well, well, we have entrance music at our shows. I didn't realize. See, I don't mind some of the guys because mm-hmm. some of the guys it makes sense because they're older wrestlers. But they're like, older wrestlers. When you have like a, when you have like a, a younger wrestler coming up to like, I believe I believe that every promoter should say okay, bring in a few very different songs for us to consider for theme music. That way, there can be this variety because you go to almost any uh, indie show here in SoCal, and everybody's going to de- out some death metal yes. tune, and it's like, gee, yeah, at least that's why it's all that's, the same song. That's why when Dave Meltzer was bringing that up, I was like, man, but he hasn't heard everybody's music because at least in, in in CMLL, everybody has a different song, mm-hmm. other than Rush really having a poor choice in music. Poor choice in music, especially when his name is Rush. He should be coming out. Yeah, Rush, Rush, <laughs> Rush, or like something more modern at least. Or he's coming out to like some song by ben, for Benoit, which was, yeah, which is yeah, idiotic. Really, yeah, but um, the opening match was um, J- Mexico versus Japan, mm-hmm. which I thought the first two falls weren't really that special, but the last nah. fall, the last fall was really good. It was very, it was very nice, and I love that they did the old school captain pin. Yeah, Stuka got pinned by. Um, who pins Stuka? Like, Stuka got pinned. It's like two weeks later. Yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> All I remember was like, like I, I'm still... All I know is they that. lost. The, the Mexico lost. Well, because you hear so many people saying, I don't understand uh, Lucha tag teams, and so many pay, people say, oh, there are no rules, they just beat each other. Yeah. Up. But where that, that captain the thing captain really pays... Thing, I was reading on some um, blog or some message board, and somebody was asking, how do they determine the captain? Mm-hmm. If you listen carefully to the... <laughs> they actually uh-huh. announce it, mm-hmm. which is... If, and, and CML has good mics. I mean, CML and AAA have good right. mics. AAA doesn't use Captain. I don't think they really do that. Um, but CMLL, like, when you, how you find out is the last guy usually is referred to as... The Captain. The Captain. Yes. Go, exactly. Como, como capi, Capitan. Mm-hmm. 
Sangre Chicana. And it's, a, and it's such a great rule. You have two ways of winning. You either pin the other two wrestlers or you pin the captain and our team. Which, or, or, all or in three. some cases, you pin all three because the, the ref can't figure out who the captain That's is. That's right. And besides, uh, pinning all three looks poetic. It, yeah. it really does. Uh, what do you think of Ishii? I love Ishii. You did? I love this guy. Yeah. In I fact, he's the, he's the one who pins Stuka. Yeah, with the powerbomb. He, did what, did and he pin I, out with the powerbomb? Yes. Yeah. He, I believe. <laughs> I I, I dug him because he just stands out uh, from the other Japanese wrestlers. He's just I don't know. He, 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 there's something old school and fresh about because him. He 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 was a mid card guy in like New Japan and like all these indie. I think he was in mm-hmm. World Japan before also, and um, he got really hot in the G1 tournament oh. where he got over. And mm-hmm. I guess that that I guess I'm guessing part of what look being good and in New Japan in a tournament or something is like being sent to like as a as a, as a gift is going I think you're, yeah, I having think a vacation trip to Mexico it's a vacation trip to Mexico and I don't know if this is still the case but way back when that's where you learned to polish your uh, craft even more yeah you know a lot of the younger guys were sent to Mexico uh, in their rookie year like Siyama was one yeah some of the guys are sent but lately but lately it's more reward they've been sending a lot of the older guys like yeah. Nakamura went Ishii, yeah, he's not a he's not a young guy. I, I really dug him though. Yeah, I, I and you know it also helps because it also gives them like um, more experience with lucha guys. Oh yeah, I think I think since they bring in so many luchadors, like if you notice, Sombra worked much better with the New Japan guys. Boy, did he ever than Mystico ever mm-hmm. did. And it might be because he's actually they're actually sending these guys. You know, it, it kind of bores you after a while that some of these guys can't do. Like you, uh, who's that guy? You that I can't remember his name. Tachi, Yohimbe? Tachi, Yohimbe? Tachi, Tai Chi. <laughs> Tai Chi, who's horrible, can't stand that guy. Yeah, and I, I you, you can tell whose heart is into it and yeah. who's not. And I, I that, that was that, a, that was the first time I had seen. They also Ishii. did the chop sequence with um, Stuka Junior and him, which was yes, I, I really yes. enjoyed. And and Stuka did do his dive that he did yeah. not do in Pico Rivera. I'm really I'm down for that. I'm That's still down beautiful. on Stuka. <laughs> I still love him. I, I'm still down on Stuka. I, I'm basically, I, I I'm basically going to admit that Stuka is going to not be doing very well in my. I don't think he's going to for 2013. Well, I, no, I got to say, I got to say this. I don't project him soaring to the top. Yeah, and I don't think he I is. Can see, I can see why he's a mid card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I'm a huge mark for him. I like. I love him, the, I think he's but great. He's but he's a mid card. Yeah. He is a mid card. There's huge difference. Huge difference between Stuka Junior. And Valiente and Mascar Dorada and those guys. Yeah, and if anybody saw the original Stuka, there's or Girl Maya Jr. big difference between Stuka, the original Stuka and this Stuka. The original guy, Stuka would kill himself. <laughs> oh god! Yeah, that guy was both scary and amazing to watch. Yeah. he, I, I, I was actually on a, a the undercard at a show he was on in L.A. in '93, and um, I mean, you saw La Parca without his hood. We saw him afterwards too in um, San Diego. Yes, yes. So you saw him before that. Uh, ears, ears. Stuka. Oh, La Parca, I mean. Yeah, La Parca, but Without but he had that same grizzled <laughs> back then. <laughs> uh, Stuka did. Stuka, oh, Stuka yeah. Did too. Stuka had that same kind of raw, grizzled look. Like looks like he had been through a lot. <laughs> all, the, all the luchadors. It's, it's so yeah. funny. Like when you see him without mask. Yeah, they all look like just your regular Mexican this, dudes. <laughs> but this guy Stuka had a roadmap on his forehead. Yeah. Like I couldn't believe, but. It was amazing because he would do things that you're saying, oh, my God, he's going to kill himself. But at the same time, he was a beautiful technical wrestler. I mean, and his high spots were flawless. Yeah. And he was getting in there working with local boys he probably never worked with before. But but back to the present. Yeah. And I just want to say... Ray Cometa was really good, too, in that match. 
Actually, I kind of dug the match, but I thought the first two falls, they were really nothing. Yeah, yeah. The second match was um, the Brasso de Plata Maximo. It was the, your, your comedy match. I loved it. Brasso de Plata Maximo teaming with Titan, Titan. Mm-hmm. I should pronounce it correctly because... Titan! Yes. And they, they lost to Euphoria, Mephisto, and Niebla Roja, which, of course, <laughs> when, I was reca- when I was previewing it, I, 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 wrote, I started writing this whole thing about, I don't know why Averno's not teaming with them. With his regular, yes. like, with, with Mephisto. Actually, Hephaestus was listed on there, and Euphoria replaced him, like, a week before that. But I was like, why Why don't they team them up? And then I realized, oh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> he's, in the, he's, in the, he's in the other match. I was like, oh, great, yeah, I'm an idiot. But um, I actually thought that match was way better than I expected, just because of how well Super Porky and uh, Maximo Maximo, and Maximo, I mean... I think he's a, always a good worker, but he was on fire tonight. Yeah. He, he worked his butt off. Maximo's one of those guys that if you don't watch a lot of Lucha, mm-hmm. you're going to enjoy it just because he's entertaining. He is, yes. But if you watch it a lot, a lot of those guys who do gimmick stuff like the, the, the Exoticos, mm-hmm. um, when they do comedy, you kind of get tired of it. But if you only watch it a few times, it's perfect. And in this, yeah. But in this match, it worked well because he was doing stuff... Super Porky was doing, like, he did a tope. I think he did a tope. He did a tope that, I don't know if it was meant to look like this, but it just looked like a flying headbutt. It looked like a cartoon, almost. Oh, and I love... It was bitching. I love, I love how, how all these guys... Like, Dave Meltzer made this rant about how how Super Porky's gonna die of a heart attack. I'm like, dude, we've been saying that for, like, 15 years. Oh, yeah. it hasn't happened. Yeah, exactly. I, It'll happen at some point. And then he's, like, he's talking about how he should lose weight. I go every yeah he should but he should know. lose a hundred pounds. I go yeah but if he loses a lot of weight he's not super porky anymore. This is true. He's basically lost his gimmick and I think that he probably looked like super deflated. He was fine is. when he lost the weight he looked fine but it's still not super porky. Exactly and uh, I mean he's probably around our age he's yeah, your he's age still not my age. <laughs> yeah what am I saying what am I saying? <laughs> you, you know, yours and Dave's. I forget your you're, child. You're, yours and Dave's. Yours and Dave's age. I keep forgetting that the first time I ever saw a wrestling match was 72, and were you even born? No. Uh, yeah, I, I forgot. That, in- that was the whole, like, the whole, like, weirdness of the slam and stand, where you guys, I think yeah. you and um, Dan, and I think Ryan might be closer to your Ryan age. was closer. He's on the tail end. Yeah, and, and Bix and I were, like, the younger guys, and we had, we were, like, we don't know what you're Yeah, and I, I, I forget. I think I, in the 1980s, they used to... The catchphrase was Peter Pan syndrome. Well, you know, the whole you're in thing. denial about being an adult, and that's me. <laughs> yeah, but it was funny because like Dave was talking about how all these guys were old, and it's like they're actually not that old. They're like in their early. Did he 50s. say anything like that with Ric Flair when he? I know. Some... Oh, and then he wrote something really positive about Sting in the same uh, Observer newsletter. He's talking about how Sting can still he still looks good and stuff. Like, yeah, but he can't work. I know. <laughs> I Jesus. go. You can't. You can't put him in the same breath with Blue Panther and Negro Casas. Even Porky works better than us. Uh, well, and, and you don't want these guys to look old? Okay, I got an idea. Get them jacked up on steroids so they'll look, you know, yeah, yeah. young and athletic. I'm t- and you know it's yeah, funny? Right. Blue, Pan- Blue Panther gets a haircut, and what happens? He looks like Negro Navarro. <laughs> Which is perfect, you <laughs> yeah. know, because that's what you want from your, your veteran. I've always, like, like, I remember when my dad started losing his hair. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't, he would, no matter how much we would tell him he would look better bald, mm-hmm. he could not grasp that. He would always have to keep his hair. So one day he finally shaves it all. I mm-hmm. think it was like a mistake that happened. Yeah. So he just said, just shave it all. And he looked better. <laughs> he, looked, <laughs> he looked better. It's, 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 Some people it works. I mean, I, I think yeah. there's a lot of people going around with shaved heads who, I know it's the in thing. 
but it's but, it, it's like it's like but but some guys are really worse. Like they have that Mister Clean. Yeah, look, you it, know? but there's this thing where like if you're if you're basically only have like a little bit of strands of hair on on your head. You don't really need it. Well, them. that's why I am letting my hair grow as long as I can. One, so because... That's why I can have a big comb over. Comb over. <laughs> no, it's like I am starting to lose hair on the crown of my head. Uh-oh. And it's been about the same for about six years. If it stays like that, I'm going to keep it long. Yeah. But if it starts expanding and is bald all over the top... I'm not going to keep it long like Larry of the Three Stooges. That's yeah, when I'm, you, so this might be my last hurrah with you, long hair. You, and you already have the experience of being bald from when you had cancer. When I had chemo, yes, yeah, that's when right. You, when you're going through chemo. So you actually know that your head at least looks exactly, around. Exactly. There's no dance or anything in it. <laughs> yeah, so um, Porky, what did he do? He did a, he, I think he did a, a dive, and then he also did the... Well, he did the big splash, didn't he? Yes, was, he did. That was the finish. But, I mean, that actually was a really fun He match, is too. so over. God, he's over. Yeah. Um... And you He's know, I perfect. really, I really like the role of him and Maximo being together as family. I love like having that cage match, the only cage match I think I've liked in ages. How they work the family thing and they're yeah, trying to yeah. help each other out. That's that's cool. There's and, certain things that CML like if they just paid attention to what happens <laughs> at the show, they could actually book through. And yep. like, but it's always like this weird thing where they always have to put Porky in a match where it's like Titan and Mascara Dorada, and you're yes. excited about it, and it's like. Oh no, Porky, he's gonna <laughs> slow it down because you know he's not gonna do a lot of stuff. It's like a, it's this whole like weird thing that they always have. But that match was perfect. I actually enjoyed it. Um, um, the next one, I the Relevos Increíbles mm-hmm. match, which was very confusing because they basically had heels and faces teaming up. Um, Marco Corleone, Rush, and Vangelis mm-hmm. beat Negro Casas, Shocker, and Terrible. And I thought it was great because they basically focused on Negro Casas and and. Um, and Rush beating the crap out of each In other. In fact, I thought that was the purpose of the match. Really. And I actually, that's the, what it was supposed to be. I actually found it funny that people actually didn't li- like it. Like, Dave Meltzer didn't think it was that good. And I was like... I loved it. I was like, how do you not love that match? That match was fucking great, you know? And then you had Marco Corleone and um, Vangelis pinning Shocker and Terrible. And I, I'm totally confused as to why this is going on. <laughs> it was a confusing match. It was confusing. Yeah. But it was amazing. Like, just... The whole like the vibe of the match. I love. I just love the the chemistry that Rush and Costas have together. Yeah. I mean, I just and I just love the way the fans pop for yeah. a big time. I hate the fact was that, that was that two straight falls. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I think it was. It. I, I wish they'd actually do that more often. I mean, I think it's. You know, and one thing I will say, I, I don't mind things being predictable in wrestling because it's always you know there's always been a formula. But the way it finished was also so great. Which yes, is, which is which added to it. But the whole, yeah, what you were saying about It was the, when Rush, he, Rush pinned Costas and he used the ropes, even though yeah, he's the technical. I think Costas did a foot stomp on him, didn't he? Yes, he did. And then, like, right afterwards, all of a sudden, it just went to the finish because he rolled him up or something near the ropes and grabbed the rope yeah. or something. But it's so funny how everybody wants Rush to turn heel. And it's like, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, you don't really have to. I don't you think, do yeah. te- Why not do a technical versus technical matchup? In fact, I'm trying to explain it to people. And you and I were talking about this on the last podcast. It's almost like there's a method to the madness. He's a technico, but everybody boos him. The most him, hated technico. But he's the most hated technico, yeah. and it actually works. It's not driving people away from the arenas. They, I think people are into this, and they well, should just keep doing there's, this. There's a lot of other things that are driving people away from the arenas. Well, yeah, that's true. I, <laughs> it's, it's I will the, grant you that. It's, but, it's but the lame booking that they come it's, up with. It's kind of a cool concept of you have this technico, and they should even play it up that the technico's 
don't like him too. They should Except say that for those a two more. guys that team with him, Marco Corleone, right, right, Maximo, should be the only but, two guys. And if he teams up with Porky, he should always abuse Porky, like be the one. Oh yes, him yes. Because Porky always ends up teaming with Maximo and Marco and all those. And guys. I picture that. I picture that that would get over so much just because of the whole respecting the veteran thing. Yeah. Because. Uh, that's the thing, like, like when people start talking about, oh, they got to get rid of the old guys. And like, no, they don't get rid of the they old guys. They serve a purpose. That's, they serve that's a the, good purpose. That's the one difference between Mexican, like, the culture and the American mm-hmm. culture. Mexican culture always has, like, a more revered, a more respect for the older wrestlers. And that's and awesome. Like that. I, I I remember I, I knew a wrestler years ago named Bobby Lane who uh, wrestled here in L.A., uh, Actually, name was Bobby Pico. His father wrestled as Bobby Pico. His mom was Anne Laverne, and his sister was uh, Marie Laverne. In fact, Google her picture. Um, she was absolutely uh, stunning. Early 1970s, she Go- was... Google this at night? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got to meet her once. Very sweet gal. But I, when I knew her brother, the one thing uh, that just... I mean, there's several things that stuck out in the brief time I knew him. Just the respect he had for the older wrestlers. And I just thought... I wish more guys had that. I mean, uh, the saddest I ever saw him was he was in a match where Freddie Blassie was the guest referee in L.A., so Blassie was the babyface. Yeah. And, you know, Blassie was having a hard time getting around, and when he and Blassie are arguing because he's the heel, he accidentally knocked Blassie over, and he just was just inconsolable. Blassie was fine. Blassie, <laughs> Blassie says, no, no, things happen, but... He was just almost in tears. Just he, and I, 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 even even back then, only so many of the wrestlers here in this country seemed to give a rat's ass about, about the, older the veterans. And yeah. I, I, that's one of the things I love about Mexico. Yeah, I mean, there's so many guys who still wrestle that are in their fifties, sixties. Mil Mascaras is in his seventies, and like here, we always talk about, oh, he's old, he should retire and stuff like mm-hmm. that. You never hear that over there. Like, you'll hear, like, a couple of people mention, but yeah. they, they don't really complain about and, it. And my feeling, I've said this a hundred times, if a wrestler's old and he's given so much to the sport and he probably doesn't have that much money, I, I don't care if he sits in the corner and lets the other people do the work, which a lot of them don't do anyway, because I bet you if I showed a, I, if I showed you this Brasso de Plata match we talked about to somebody who had never seen Lucha, they'd say, hey, that chubby guy can really go. Yeah, yeah, you know, they'd yeah. be impressed. You know, he's still working. Or they book him to eat ham on their show. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that? Super That's the, porky. Um, yeah, I thought that show. I thought that match was really yes. good. Then the Averno Blue versus Blue Panther. Blue Panther match, which was for the hair, and I loved it. It was a. I, I loved. I loved every match. But I'm just going to say it anyways, uh, over and over again. <laughs> it was a great, great traditional style match. Yeah, very old school. And that was another one where Dave Meltzer talked about how how Blue Panther was old and slow. No, and I was no, like, he's working no. a slow style, and I go. Dude did four dives in the match, and he's calling him old and slow. <sighs> I think he did the three to- tope spot. That that spot with the tope spot. Dave, I, Dave, that, you're a wonderful guy, but I'm so pissed at you right now. <laughs> I, I, I've never written anything negative to somebody mm-hmm. on Twitter, and he was like the first person. I, wrote. I go, I go, you're you're nuts. Blue Panther's he, awesome. He's awesome. Yeah. He's great. He has. He, I think my dislike for Dave Meltzer grew during, <laughs> <laughs> during while reading his recap. He should never watch Lucha again. Basically, I don't think he should watch. I have to sit down and have a talk with him. Yeah. I know that sounds very, very uh, condescending. Yeah, but I, I, no, no, I, 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 I love Dave Meltzer, but I, when I read that comment about Blue Panther, I'd say, "What the? Fuck it's were just you amazing because there's so much of the older guys. Like you, you have so many wrestling fans who are finally getting to Lucha, mm-hmm. 
And what they're actually enjoying is like the older style. They're enjoying Black Terry, Negro Navarro, Solar, Blue Panther, Atlantis. Oh, those shows of those classic holes yes, are like yes. clinics. Those are I mean, beautiful. They can, and then they'll, they'll still enjoy some of the like Sombra. You can yeah. always enjoy those guys. I mean, I, and I gotta say, I think some people are the people who say Blue Panther is old. He's they're, 53 years old. He's not that old. Yeah, but, but here, here's <laughs> it's what... It's pro wrestling. I honestly don't think they're watching the wrestling. I think they're they're doing something really ignorant. And all they're doing is... His face looks like the face of a engineering teacher. Yeah, like or, a, a math teacher. Um, and it goes oddly with... And he looked types. like that 10 years ago. But, yeah, you <laughs> know that... right? He looked like that he 10 did, years he ago. He did, he did. But here's the thing. Remember in the... Uh, you know, the uh, veterans match a few weeks ago that we yeah, yeah. saw? He put on the Blue Panther mask. Do you think anybody would have noticed, oh, that no. guy's old? No, they would have been no, like, No, that oh. guy still goes. Yeah. And he and he went well in this match. He... I'm pretty sure if you took off L.A. Park's mask and Dr. Wagner, people forget that these guys are in their 40s. Yes! 50s. It's like, it's like, but oh, they're awesome. But then when they see him without the mask, oh, he looks old now. I'm pretty sure they've aged a bit, you know. Yeah, not, yeah, but they're not gonna look like they're they're not gonna look like Sombra or like <laughs> like whoever the young guy is, like Bobby Zavala, who's exactly a good looking dude. Like they're not gonna look like a, a good looking young kid or anything. Yeah, I they're mean, old. They're gonna, Jesus. Yeah, but I I kind of I kind of got a kick out of that, like like people like writing to Dave and telling him, oh, that guy looks really old, and my he looked like my grandpa. I'm like, dude, your grandpa doesn't look like that. Oh, your grandpa can't move like that. Grandpa can't move like that. And I, I was just amazed that Dave, like, was bringing up, like, the, I'm guessing he probably wasn't paying as much attention to it. I don't think he was. I bet if that happened, if it's, if New Japan, if some guy like Tanahashi worked that style, mm-hmm. he would be praising it. Like, he would be oh, like, totally, oh, totally, totally. He went slower and an older style and stuff like that. Yeah. But it was Blue Panther. He's like, oh, he's old and slow, you know. But that match was great. Like, the finish of it, <laughs> some, I don't want to, like, mention this, but mm-hmm. somebody on another podcast. Mm-hmm. Who wrote for WWE? I won't name names, but I'm sure people know who this is. <laughs> said he couldn't understand the finish of the Blue Panther Verno match, which happens to it be a, so a finish that's been done like fifty thousand times in pro wrestling. Yes, basically, Mephisto throws in the towel, referee gets distracted, Blue Panther gets distracted, and what happens? Averno jumps from behind and chokes out um, Blue Panther for the win. Yeah, yeah. End it, of story. End of story. It, it, yeah, yeah, it's a. Uh... It's a finish that's... In fact, it's probably a finish that's been done more in the States than it has in Mexico. I would have gone on a longer ramp, but I mean, it's a WWE yeah, writer. Well, I've, exactly. I have, I've, I've spoken to... What's that guy's name who wrote the Mondo Lucha? Uh, Dan Madigan? Dan Madigan. And yeah. he gave me some... He told us one of the stories of one of the... One of the storylines that I don't know if he was going to do or somebody else was going to do. Mm-hmm. And we kind of lost. We were like, okay... They kind of come up with some pretty stupid ideas. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Somebody recently mentioned to me, like, you know, the thing I don't understand Lucha is they dive on people. Why do the people just lay there in the middle of the ring? Like, that doesn't make sense. I'm saying, okay, so when you're watching wrestling in America, when you put a wrist lock on somebody, you can magically fling them into the ropes and they magically bounce off and then uh, they willingly run into your knee or your backdrop. Who, I mean, who told you this? You'll tell me afterwards. Yeah, I'll tell you afterwards. Is it somebody I would somebody know? local, oh, somebody cool. local. But I, um, it's like <laughs> that sounds like the stupidest thing I've ever. Heard. I know, I know. I was just like, <laughs> it's gonna be like, oh, it was. It was. It's like they don't even watch their yes. own wrestling. Yes, it'd be one. Like, it'd be one thing if they were in Portland in the seventies. Yeah, yeah. Like and somebody sauce. from like that that era, like somebody who never watched lucha. Yeah, yeah. Nowadays, but, it's like, but it's like, it's like some of the stuff that you 
like you're watching as like how do you not understand and daniel bryan's using tope suicidas all the time too so it's like it's it's not something that's not being done yeah in fact i can tell our very first frustration with that was uh when I was friends years ago with Lloyd Lee, and he, he introduced me to Hadco Plaza, so oh, I cool. always got to give him credit for that. That was the first time we actually witnessed topes on a weekly basis, yeah. uh, and they used them so well at Hadco. Uh, you know, we, we were, you know, mega wrestling fans, so we had pen pals from all over the states, and then we were writing everybody about how awesome these Hadco Plaza shows are, and... We didn't know what the term tope or plancha was. He says, well, they do flying body presses, but they do it outside of the ring, and sometimes they'll do a twist on them or something. Yeah. We try to describe it, and people would say, oh, that's all good, but that doesn't really interest us. Like, uh, you know, what else is going on in California? Like the best high flyer was Bobby Eaton. <laughs> and then what happens is it was, I believe it was... Who was awesome. 81, though, yeah, Bobby Eaton. Yes. Uh, but he wasn't around back then. That's true. <laughs> he probably was probably he was rookie. around. He was, he, was, he was a rookie. He was just he was a rookie. Uh, but Kinect made his first Madison Square Garden appearance. Everybody wrote us and saying, "Hey, guess what? We saw this Kinect guy do. He does a body press, but it's outside of the ring." Oh my god! And we're pulling our hair out, screaming, "We've been telling you how bitching it is!" I always love how, like, when when people would talk about like Ricky Morton and Scott yeah. Steiner doing the Hurricane Rana. <laughs> yes, like, they invented yes. the move. It's like exactly. Dude, that move has been around since like the '60s or something. In oh, Mexico. totally, totally. Like, some of the stuff that I was like, "How are people like?" I remember like somebody like in '87 or '88, they were picking like the best high flyer, and they said Ricky Morton. I was like Ricky Morton. Go, oh dear! I go, I go. He's good, and I'll, I, I mean, I'm a huge Ricky Morton. Oh, same fan. here, same here. But, but like, you're talking best but like, flyer, best high flyer. I mean, there were like guys in Mexico, like you had like Lismark and Super Astro, Super Astro, and guys like that who were doing a lot better stuff back then. I mean, Juarez had Eddie Guerrero doing more stuff. He called Santos yes. doing guys and stuff yes. like that. So, um, yeah, that was a that was an awesome match. Averno went over. Yeah, um, I loved the. Uh, just the classic holds at the top. Of you know the what? I, what I dug is that Averno building up to that match was he could, he never did a submission move during any of their confronta- confrontations. Oh, I didn't. He notice never that. did. A, he never did a, a submission move. Uh-huh. What would happen is he will he would always get caught in like a million different submission holds by by Blue Panther. Mm-hmm. And like the only thing Averno would do, and he's really good at this, is mm-hmm. like selling with his face, his yes. facial expressions, sold every single move, and he did that in this match. Like like. He would get in, in like, like the tapatia, mm-hmm. and all you would see is his face, like like doing. Yeah, all that. yes, you're absolutely he's right. Really good at that. That's that's where he's really great at. He did these old school holds, and he sold them like they were killer holds, yeah. which everybody should be doing. And that first. was like the first match where he actually did a submission hold. I, I think it was the heel hook or mm-hmm. something that that was his first submission hold. <laughs> like during the whole run, like two months worth. Because we were even talking about this, we we're like. What submission hold is he going to use? I mean, is a devil's wings a submission <laughs> hold? And you know, the great thing of that match was like, Averno was trying to pin, like there was twice mm-hmm. Averno tried to pin Blue Panther, and both times Tirantes wouldn't count. Oh, I was going to ask about that. When 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 um, Panther had Averno in the gory special. And he was then, running around with him? Yeah, yes, yes. And <laughs> That's then, so awesome. And then uh, oh, Averno gets slow. out of it. He was slow. At oh, he's, he's too old. He's too old. He couldn't do the course. Mucho mas viejo. See how little Spanish I know, but I like to show it off. You know, I like how we're shit. just like <laughs> hating on... I know. We're, we're, we're on a rant here, yeah. folks. Sorry. Uh, no, we're not. Yeah. Well, I'm really it was, sorry. It's true. It was well, like... but, when, but he had the gory special, and then Averno rolled out of it, and almost like a baby face had a pin. Yeah. And Toronto, uh, he wouldn't count it. What... Because there was no pinfalls allowed. 
It was a submission. I match. didn't realize that. <laughs> we even brought this up, like in the when we were previewing it. I mentioned that there was my there short-term was, memory. Folks. There was no, there was no, um, sub, there was no pinfalls and no rope rope breaks. Okay, so cool. you couldn't like you couldn't grab the rope and it, it would break. You had so to. So here like, I am talking about how stupid and ignorant everybody is. Well, <laughs> I'm gonna eat crow now. Everybody <laughs> plays the fool. Sometimes. Yeah, but I mean, I, I just dug the whole like Averno selling. Throughout the whole match, mm-hmm. and Blue Panther just being really awesome, like the tope spots were God, just those great, are beautiful. And him doing that dive, I, I just thought, I don't know how anybody thought he looked old and slow in that. Match. Really, yeah, I, I have no idea. Sore spot with me, so yeah. you know, yeah. That that's why I went on that that salute to Bobby Lane, as he's uh, the first person who, kind of, you know, with a threatening look in his eye, says, "Don't yeah. don't disrespect your elders." But did you notice? Did you notice in the feedback section mm-hmm. of um, Meltzer's feedback for the show? Mm-hmm. Did you notice yours was in, like, really tiny font? Did you <laughs> yes, notice that? I did, I did. Did you notice that? Yeah. You disagree with Dave, you get tiny font. Uh, yeah, tiny I, I font. assumed it was just a cut and paste <laughs> thing. Well, okay, what I'll do is I'm going to write in more disagree. <laughs> you write it in big. You should do what you did that one time you sent up the podcast and you wrote my name, like, in large letters. Yes, that should be your yes next, in bold. Your next feedback should be in bold, like... Yeah. Poor Dave. Uh, he's so he's so bad at computers too. And you know, talking about a guy who's like complaining about the old, <laughs> he's still having trouble with his website. Yes, know? yes, I th- yeah. Guy's awesome though. I, I love Dave Meltzer. No, he's great. He's yeah. great. But boy, he's when I disagree with him, I disagree with him big time. I, I actually agree with him. I'm probably so I'm guessing a lot of stuff. But boy, I'm guessing like cauliflower. You're gonna be like still going on a rant about. Oh the... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. I'm not gonna let this one go. Yeah. Next, we had the controversial match that everybody started. <laughs> started uh, it was La Sombra and Volador Jr. versus Atlantis, Ultimo Guerrero, with the winners advancing to the yes. last match. <laughs> it went five minutes, and boy, did it. It wasn't that. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It was what it was. It wasn't as good as their match in uh, yeah. March, or I think it was February or March earlier in the year. Yes. Which was really good. But um, this match was shorter, and mm-hmm. the result really wasn't... Ex- oh, boy. The fans were not happy. Sombra and Volador Jr. went over, which meant that they would go on to have the mask. mask versus mask. The only part... I mean, I understand people being pissed because they thought it was going to be... Because everybody's a fantasy booker now. Everybody's uh, arm, yeah, exactly. Everybody's an armchair booker and thinks they can come up with better stuff than the promotion. Yeah. And this is what was advertised. Yeah. And fans knew that... If, if you bought the ticket, you know whoever wins goes on to the match. They and didn't. They didn't promise that there was going to be an Ultimo Guerrero versus. For whatever Atlantis. reason, for whatever reason, people have been like only living in an Ultimo Guerrero Atlantis CMLL world, mm-hmm. where I guess La Sombra and Volador haven't been feuding for the same amount of time. <laughs> I mean, those guys have been feuding for like three years, I think. Yeah, yeah, and have had great matches. At- Basically, as, as well. That's another match Dave Meltzer didn't like, which we'll talk about later. But. Yeah, which also confuses yeah. me. Uh, he actually but, liked it. He liked it on his uh, newsletter, but hated it when he talked about it. <laughs> or he didn't hate it. I didn't hear him stuff. talk about it. I mean, I there's just read the newsletter. Talk, yeah, there's some stuff he talked about that. Well, he didn't I, hate it. He no, didn't hate I, it. I, um, uh, I mean, I understand the fans being frustrated. I think I was a little, ooh, I was hoping to see Ultimo Guerrero. And there were the a lot of but but yeah the only thing I, I I could see being really kind of that it didn't bug me but you know Ultimo Guerrero Atlantis you get to see them that match was what seven eight minutes yeah yeah that I, I could see little, the frustration five and, minutes I think I mean I understand five. why it was short it wouldn't have worked if it was a long match but yeah they could have gone fifteen minutes I think yeah it fine. yeah um, 
but yeah, so so they advanced, and then they went to the trios championship. Well, actually, we should talk about the fan reaction. Oh yeah, that's um, pertinent. The fan reaction was them yelling fraud <laughs> out loud, <laughs> and then um, one of the guys who works for AAA was at the show. Mm-hmm. When the the ring the ring announcer, mm-hmm. and he kind of mentioned um, that they yelled. He heard people yelling AAA. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Conan <laughs> Conan is told this by uh, Court Bauer on their podcast, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Was that because people were?" Um, were think being positive to, about AAA. I was like, no. <laughs> Arena, you know, this is the problem with people when they start talking about how CML should book like AAA. Mm-hmm. When, when Conan starts talking about this stuff, no, they shouldn't. They should just get somebody who can actually do a little more of a consistent type of booking mm-hmm. and not have like this scattered brain of like, let's have tournaments all the time and all yes. this stuff. The, the, if they brought in AAA, it would just be like the, like they brought in Tirantes and people hated them. Yes. And, um, so when they chant triple A, it's almost it's like negative. It's, it's negative. negative. It's like shouting fraud. Yeah, it's like fraud. Yeah. It's triple A because mm-hmm. you know how many times does triple A do triple A like like people like in triple A we're talking about how and it's like yeah but you know triple A's done this a lot because well, I, cause I, I they've done stuff where they've had cage matches where like it's a ten man elimination cage mm-hmm. and like the final two guys are in there and then some other random dude or the um, or the referee end up being the guys who get their haircuts right which is really weird which is. Makes no sense. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, that's, so, where, so they, that's I, where they were getting the Am I remembering correctly, because I was kind of half listening to the uh, Brian Alvarez, Dr. Lucha podcast, was Steve Sims saying, was he saying that their chance of AAA were positive AAA chance? No, was Steve like, was saying they were negative. Okay, cool. Yeah, Steve. Brian was the one that was confused. He thought it was because they were just oh, like, okay, okay. like an ECW chant. You know, like ECW. Like ECW, you always get an ECW chant yeah. because it was so positive. It was like... They hated what was going on in the ring, so they would chant ECW because ECW was, was what they thought, yeah. what fans viewed as a positive. Right. right. Whereas when they were chanting Triple A, it was like, no, Triple no, A is like, a fraud. Out of here. Yeah. Out of here. It was, yeah. It's a gimmick. They, okay, they, cool. I, yeah. I, 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 I was half listening to it while I was committing the ultimate sin yesterday. Yeah. You know, what I was, you know what the ultimate sin is? What's the ultimate sin? I was working. Oh, my goodness. Yes. John Cleese said... <laughs> Idle hands get in the way of the devil's work. So, so you have sad. all these fans chanting, all this stuff Why? booing, and then you have the ring girls going out to like do another dance, <laughs> which they kept getting booed. I, yeah, just to calm Poor them down, girls. didn't happen. The next two matches, the the semi main event and the main event, kept getting the boos mm-hmm. until Sombra and Volador started getting a little more yeah. heated. But like the the trios match, I mean, those poor guys couldn't. Especially Mystico, I feel so bad for that guy. He got booed. He was going to get booed no matter what. Yeah, but man, I. It's not Rush booze. It's. Oh, God, we hate you booze. Yes. I feel bad well, for Rush him. gets hate you booze because. But he, it's because he, he plays it off. But they but, work for him. Because he's a heel. He's, he's yeah. technically a heel playing a Where he's, Mystico is. He's a babyface. And wants to get over like yeah, a babyface. Yeah. And uh, I feel so bad for him. That was hilarious. And I don't know anything about what people think about. I mean, what people who work with him think I don't know if they think he's good mediocre uh, it, it looks like he's really trying am yeah. I wrong I mean it looks like he's, he's trying he's he's, he's he's not great he's I mean good, I know he's, he's not good great. Flyer. the best thing that ever happened to him mm-hmm. was them putting him with Mascara Dorado and Valiente yeah because those two guys can work they can actually do a lot of stuff that he can't do mm-hmm. whereas he's just really more of a spot guy like he'll do a high yeah, spot I, I, I feel bad for him because it seems like he was thrust into I this role I dig that trio I dig that trio yeah like, I do too any other way they would have pushed him 
any other way they would have shoved them down the throat, it wouldn't have yeah, worked. Yeah, kind of got guys, a bit of a bit of a well, not uh, the, plus it elevated Massacre Duran. Exactly, like a bit of the Ola Lila uh, yeah, effect. Yeah. And then the other the guys that were wrestling them were uh, the Revolucionarios. Mm-hmm. Ray Scorpion is. Awesome. He's so cool. Yeah, he's, he's, he's that a, guy is I cool. think I think he's easily the, the second best heel in, in CMLL right now, like right behind Casas. Mm-hmm. I think he's already oh, he's already passed Averno and all those other guys. And Pulvera used a La Cavernari in the first fall, which is... Pulvera, poor Pulvera and Dragon Rojo Jr. are so, like, bad. <laughs> but they work in a trio's match. They're fine because yeah. Reyes Scorpion can do enough. But it's so funny, like, Reyes Scorpion took most of the, of, the, of the dives. If you notice, he's the one that actually ended up... He was the one assigned to like getting a lot of the. Dives. I, I didn't. Yeah, I got to yeah. be honest. I didn't even register. Yeah. Dragon uh, Ball. No, that's. Uh, he, I, it was. It was evident he was doing yeah. uh, the work, but uh, Pulver used La Cavernaria. Yeah. <laughs> that's all you care. <laughs> yeah, you know me. I think of the weirdest things yeah, too. Pulver is, like, uh, is Pulver is one of those guys who you kind of like. He can't really work, but he can all, always pull off a good match. All and Valiente is just awesome. amazing yeah. to watch. Uh, there's one spot where he did like an arm drag outside of the ring. That oh, the, the tope like into an arm drag. Whoa! Yeah, I think that was what, what it was. And like like you've said before, when he does, is there a term for that patented Valiente uh, special? Yeah, that's the what one it's that called. he ju- jumps and then hits the and does it effortlessly. Yeah. And like you point out, he hits it every yeah. time. He hit it in Pico Rivera. Too, yes. So. He did it in Pico Rivera. That's the that was the most amazing thing in front of three hundred people, a uh, 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 empty bull ring, and he still does the the Valiente. You know, thinking back, we should have brought back the old tradition. We should have run to the ring after that match and threw money. We should in have the thrown ring. pennies. In the yeah, seriously. But, but like purposely, like at Valiente. At Valiente, <laughs> saying this is a tip, else, man. Yeah, Stu, I think that was the match with Stuka in that match. And he remember. did, yeah. And you hardly everybody, noticed he was even yeah, there. I everybody was so else pissed. that was like, no, that was actually the good match. That was the one with Virus and Little Cholo was in it. Yeah. So that was actually really good. I think there was two guys who were really like not in the that at the. There level. were two guys you didn't all almost well Stuka. It looked like he just didn't no. Stuka was there. another match. Stuka yeah. was another match. I thought he was in that match. No, he wasn't. That it was it was Valiente. Uh, I think Amazing Junior, who was awesome. Dude. Yeah, he's yeah. always good. I, I remember the finishes. Oh, um, the Re- Extreme Tiger was in that match. Okay. Yeah, extreme. Ooh, I made a joke that he can actually wrestle now that he's not in Triple H. <laughs> I just love. Big... I don't know what it was for whatever reason. He never really looked as good in Triple A. I've seen him at. I think we've seen him now at like two or three different indie shows, and he looks so much better. I wonder. I wonder. You know. I, I mean. You, you hear people. It just depends on where you're at, like what promotion you're at. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah, I mean, style. I mean, you know, I've, I've heard Conan on the on his show say like how you know the guys the the morale is really down in CMLL, and you know maybe I'm delusional or seeing things, but. Morale's always year, down. Morale's always down there, but but they, in the ring they seem motivated. Yeah, some guys. Yeah, for, I mean, not just for since, one show. For since about most, May, they've had a lot of good matches. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. you know, I, don't I mean, know. um, the main event was the mass match, and it was bitching. Sombra beat Volador Jr. That was a beautiful match, and the fans kept booing as they walked yep. into the ring. Yep, but it those was. Guys, those guys won them over. Did you see that one spot Sombra did where he like slid? He did like a baseball. Yes, yes. Into like a a, a DDT, mm-hmm. in, like Beautiful. outside the ring. I thought that was like the most. He does so many like high spots, and that was like the one spot I actually dug the most. And that's yeah. that's one of the matches where it was mega high spots, lost in near falls, and even when the fans are booing, you could hear them popping for the near falls. I got a. I, I we're gonna go back to Dave Meltzer mm-hmm. talking about how he's he thought that match had too many high spots, and they were kicking out of out of too many too many moves. Mm-hmm. Now. 
I have to ask right there. How many matches has Dave Meltzer watched that they do that? Like, he watches Dragon Gate. I was about to ask you that because, uh, you, you know me, I... He watches indie wrestling. How many indie wrestling shows have we gone to? And we're like, they kick out of... The opening game. match, they yeah, kick out of fall. PWG is basic. That's PWG's basic um, ammo. They do a lot of that stuff. Yeah. And this match actually worked And way. he wrote something, I want to say that... These were a lot of like risky moves. Yeah, they're going to. But gonna, that's what it. I, I thought it was mild I, compared to what we I love, see. I wrote on a on a board. I wrote. I wrote. These guys are training. You know, they actually train to do this. Stuff. Yes. This isn't. Yes. Like, this isn't like um like Vandal Drummond once every month wrestling. Exactly. And training one show before that. It's not like I saw this really cool move and then trying it for yeah, the first for time the first in time. my match. These, These guys, guys know how to. It, know they what doing. Volador and La Sombra have been wrestling each other for like the last. Five years, they train together. I mean, CMLL actually has like a school they run. I yeah, mean, they, they, I'm pretty sure when they're not wrestling, they're probably they're training. I, I I just thought it was hilarious because I wrote I wrote you know these guys are training all the time, and Sombra the one time he did get hurt, what was it that he got hurt over? A leapfrog, right? Over Tachi. I yeah, mean, come on, and it wasn't even Sombra's fault. It was Tachi like not ducking. Right, lower. right, you and. Okay, you know me. I the only New Japan I've watched is when somebody like Sombra or uh, you know yeah, Rush goes there. I'll, yeah. I'll watch that. Uh, you know, I should watch more just so I could compare and contrast. Uh, I, but I've seen some indie stuff, and when I hear about ROH or I hear about these guys retiring before they're thirty yes, yes. because they're too yeah. banged up. And what yeah. the fuck? These it's guys hilarious. are doing. Th- th- it's hilarious. This is this is ca- child's play. Ca- Sombra versus. Have you noticed there's been a lot of like the the lucha guys mm-hmm. they they're doing a lot of spots outside of not on on the yeah. ring but on the outer part of the ring mm-hmm. they're doing a lot of risky moves and you've seen like ring of honor guys try that and they end up like breaking a guy's nose or breaking some dude's face and shit like that and yes. the, the lucha guys never fuck that up because they train all the time that's all they do they that's oh, oh. like yeah, they obviously I was I was just like a ham and egg or I never but when I trained at Gills I mean they had us doing forward rolls, backward rolls, every three-quarter rolls until we could do them in our sleep before they'd even teach us to lock up. And even if somebody like Al Marietta or, or uh, Grant Coloso, one of the guys who's been there forever, when Gil would you know train the whole group, he would make them do all the simple moves over and over again. You never stopped learning. It, it and just, if they would mess up the move, Gil would make them do it over yeah. again, even if they were a veteran. Yeah, it's just one of those things where like, I don't think people realize that they're not gonna, I mean, these guys, I mean, it's like the whole, like, I, I made a joke on Twitter, and now people kind of use it as a as a reference, mm-hmm. how everybody now, every wrestling fan ends up becoming Larry Zabisco. <laughs> I remember WCW, did you ever hear him during WCW's run when he would call a lucha match? I don't, I you must don't remember. have, I'm blanking. He would always talk about how, these guys are going to die, get hurt. <laughs> They're not going to see 50. <laughs> they're going to be on... They're going to be... They're, how are these guys going to walk when they're 50? And, you know, it's so funny because Dave did the same thing during that, that the recap. And Nero Casas, 52 or 53. Yes, yes. Negro Navarro. Blue Panther, 52, 53. Uh, Porky is, like, in his 50s. You have, like, all these... Atlantis is in his 50s. A lot of the other guys... Ultima Girls in his 40s. All these guys aren't. They're 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 gonna. I'm sure some of them aren't gonna walk well, but it's probably oh, gonna they're gonna hurt eventually. Yeah, but not compared. 70. Not not when they're 28 or yeah, 30. Yeah, it's like it's not. It's not gonna. Ha- it's gonna happen as it progresses. They're, I'm sure they know that's gonna yes, happen. Yes, yes. I and, uh, yeah. and of course that same that same. What happens afterwards? Dave Meltzer breaks his ankle or something. Didn't he break his ankle? Didn't he? Break- oh, I know. Yeah. yeah, that's awful. How did he? How did he do it? 
effect. Did he, he wasn't doing a tope. Was he doing think. a tope? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> was he doing a 450 splash? And he, oh, like, I, I got to call him and give him shit. Yeah. That's, what a good, that's what a real friend yeah. would do. You should not him. Dave, how'd you get you hurt? Did you do a tope? Were you doing a 450 splash into the bathtub? Well, it's funny because we're talking about uh, Sombra being hurt by the leapfrog. The times I have been hurt, it's never doing a big move. It's always yeah. doing something subtle that you... Like, you I've seen guys who get hurt, like, I think Human Tornado, like, tore his ACL, like, just jumping into the ring. <laughs> yes, yes, that's <laughs> right. Guys, Remember that. I don't want to joke about it, but I'm pretty sure that was how he got it. No, that out. was. That yeah. was how he got it. Well, it, well, it, well you're not going to believe it. I actually watched a TNA match last night. Um, oh, geez. Chris Saban versus Manic. Uh, yeah. And one Manic of the, is TJ Perkins. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah. yeah well, wow, this is shocking. Because he screwed TJ. up. <laughs> well, it's just when, when you're talking about how the luchadores have trained, 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 and they do this... I think of just being trained how to do uh, catch topes or, or you know, just body presses... You know, I saw uh, I saw uh, Saban doing like a cross, or was it Manic doing the cross body press on him? And he doesn't catch him; he falls as he's catching him. Oh, and that's a carnal sin. You don't do that. Yeah. And I'm not saying I could keep I'm up with either T- of these guys. I'm guessing T.J. Perkins might have told him like, "You don't do that," because he's he's. Somebody. I was going to say it must have been Saban yeah, doing the catching. He, he's somebody who should know like all that stuff too. He's been around. But but it it he's worked. It shocked it shocked me that these guys who are you know. You know, solid pros. I mean, I I got shoot out one side to the other because you're you know if I didn't catch the guy correctly, it you know it hurt me, but it hurt them too. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. But I thought it was a great match. The awesome Bowl match, um, really. I mean, I know the fans were disappointed, but they I don't they think enjoyed it though. Didn't I don't they? think Ultimo Guerrero and Atlantis would have pulled off a match as good as that. No, not probably would have had a lot more heat. Yeah, and they actually won the crowd over afterwards. It was mm-hmm. so funny because. I don't understand, like, I don't understand how, how why people are making a big deal about Sombra being boo- the one that gets booed. Mm-hmm. I mean, where have people been the last ten years? Mm-hmm. CMLL boos the fans, boo all the all the baby faces. Oh, there's a whole portal yeah. there. It's, <laughs> it's, it's like a cool. I don't thing understand to do. why people are like, but it kind of tells that's that's what it, that's what it leads to, like people not really keeping up with lucha. Yes, because they're not really paying attention to any of that stuff. Now let me ask you. Uh, you know, there were a lot of people chanting fraud, and then after the show was over and everything, um, I guess there was still some discontent. Uh, how do you see? Will will it affect <laughs> attendance? Yeah, I mean, what <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's not gonna. Right. They run the the Tuesday show is never gonna do well. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's ever gonna do well unless they like come up with some it's almost, gimmick it, or something. Yeah, the, the Tuesday show, it almost seems like they're doing for the sake of it's an institution yeah, it's, and it's I think been just, running they for just, years. And they have a TV show for the, for it, too. So Well, kind of like in L.A. Had Very like, rarely do they draw well on Wednesday Tuesday. nights at the Olympic Auditorium in the 70s was TV night, so uh, they'd charge a little less and the place would be about a quarter of the way full, if that. The Sunday show the Sunday show would do well if it would just they just stuck to Arena Coliseo. Because mm-hmm. that's basically what they're getting in Arena Mexico. Yeah. The crowd that they're getting in Arena Mexico is about what they would get on a Sunday in Arena Coliseo that would pack the place and would look nicer on, on television or online. Exactly. And you could but, book another event at Arena Mexico and make some money yeah. off that since they own the arena. Apparently, they, apparently there's somebody who promotes boxing, which... <laughs> I have no idea when they do boxing, but I don't keep up with it. Yeah, well, um, I heard bo- I, I heard that boxing is really not yeah what it was. And I'm guessing it probably does about the same as mm-hmm. CMLL does. So maybe that. I guess soccer is always king. Huh? Um, but like Fridays, I think Fridays always vary. Mm-hmm. But it's like in order for it to change, it would have to 
like I said, it'd have to be like, they'd have to, like I said, there's nobody in, in CML that's like this. They haven't created a star that's mm-hmm. become that transcendent star that's going to be drawing in the crowd. Yeah. Because, I mean, everybody's already been there for like a long time. Yeah, because, well, my thought is is the fraud chance would, uh, they'd be pissed at the moment, but my hunch was over the long And they're still going to show up for the big shows anyways. Yeah, I think that's all they care about. It's the like when they do Atlantis versus Ultima Guerrero. People I don't, are still going to show. Yeah, up. they're going to show up. Yeah, they're still yeah. going to show up. If they just do Atlantis versus Ultima Guerrero, people will show yeah, up. Yeah, I, I would say they're being incredibly stupid, even on their booking standards. If they did another, well, let's have right. a, a tag match to determine which. Uh, We're getting a phone call. Who is it? We're getting a phone call. We from... can't come to the phone right now. We're doing a podcast. It's Conan. Oh, uh oh, no, it's Dave Meltzer. Oh my God! It's Steve it, Sims. It's, it's Steve Sims. He wants oh to. God. He wants. He wants insider information from us. <laughs> he wants. To, he wants to learn about Holt Street Wrestling. No, I think. I think Steve wants insider information on all my mascot friends and and CMLL. <laughs> Since I have, I friended every single mascot on CMLL. Um, yeah, but I. I don't think it's gonna do anything. It's gonna be yeah. about the same. It always ends up. They get a big crowd. For their big show, and then all of a sudden it just falls. It back. is what it is. Yeah, it ends up just going back to normal. Yeah. Um, so while this was going on, the big um, the at the same time there were rumors that Bulldog Junior was thinking of leaving. Mm-hmm. That was the big rumor. The other rumors that were going around was that there was another rumor. What was the other rumor? Well, that he was uh, seeing. I don't know. Seeing somebody. Papa Alonso, maybe? I don't know. No, no, I, 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 I heard that. Yeah. I love when you come up with a rumor. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> well, well, that, well, that, that, the that, that he just really, that he needed the payday big. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah that, well, that was that was more of a, that wasn't so much a rumor. That was just like connecting the dots. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that was more of connect the dots. He just got married. Mm-hmm. And then he's his dad was going through the whole um you know what what, I what is, in fact I was going to ask because that was one of the things I his heard dad, his dad was sick or yeah, something no and he, he, he has he needed a money for a knee operation yeah a leg operation or something man that's a good that's enough motivation for yeah. me I, I'd drop it yeah so he started selling that's cool. he started selling a lot of his um like mask and oh, stuff no like way. gear no way well, I mean I'm sure he has a lot that's and cool don't feel bad I'm sure he you probably asked. well you're newly married and yeah. your dad needs an operation yeah. like you know and there's not exactly insurance plans for wrestlers, so I always actually feel kind in of bad Mexico for them. there is. <laughs> they have insurance for. Do they really? I think they do. I, I don't That's know cool. why. I don't know why. I'm guessing they they only pay a certain amount. I, I just remember that that well, maybe he needs to help him while he's out, not yeah, being able to yeah. work, pay the bills and stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but the rumor was that he was like shopping himself mm-hmm. to get a to work somewhere else, and, and I think those places would be. Well, I mean. Meltzer mentioned it was that he talked to Japan, but it wouldn't mm-hmm. be New Japan, which I don't wouldn't make sense because he could have. I'm sure if New Japan wanted him, mm-hmm. they could just ask him, oh, yeah. send us for whatever amount of time. It was for some other promotion. I thought, what promotion is going to get him in New J- in Japan if it's not New Japan? Basically, in, in Japan, if it's not New Japan or even Dragon Gate, mm-hmm. all the other promotions, there's so much. Um, there's really not any money going on. There's yeah. not a lot of money, and, and even if there is, even if there is, there's so much. It's it's there's there's so much turmoil. In well, it seems like there's more promotions in Japan than there are people actually. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, he, he, he could always. I, everybody immediately thought like um, the Tajiri's promotion, Wrestling mm-hmm. New Classic, and then um, also Russell won the Mudo New Promotion. Yes, because he can't work in all Japan or on um, Noah if he's still in CML because those are AAA promotions. Mm-hmm. 
But those two would be the other ones. But it's like, they don't make any. What are they going to make? I was going to say, what kind of a payday would yeah. there be? What? Would he... <laughs> Unless it's like a, the peso is so low that he can't go. Maybe, maybe he, uh, oh, gimmick time, gimmick time. Maybe he's going to buy a big bus and he and La Parca are going to tour as hippies. <laughs> Remember La Parca said he's a hippie. Okay. We're going to have a whole promotion yeah. of hippies. But I don't think the Japan, I don't think Japan was as big an option. I think he was just using that to raise his um, his price. Right. I still think that's what it was. Because, I mean, you hear a lot of rumors from people. Mm-hmm. Like, when you go to Lucha shows, you hear some rumors. But a lot of it isn't even... It never really happens. And the other rumor was um, WWE has no, interest. No, no. interest. No. Which, I mean... No. I don't think the, I don't think the lower tier guys make that much money in WWE, do they? I don't think so, no. Because, I mean... I'm no, guessing, no, I've heard they don't. I'm and, guessing and it's like a minimum... Besides, they'd fuck it up anyways. No, and then, like, the cost of living in, in the U.S. would yes. be like... It, it wouldn't be... He'd probably end up being better off working in, in Mexico and flying in to, like, the U.S. to work for... for Volador Jr., don't go. <laughs> you'll, talk, you'll go from v- yeah. Volador to El Jobber. <laughs> it would be great if it was, like, WCW was around, because he could work for WCW, get a huge payday, and, like... At least with WCW, they would forget about him. Yeah, he'd get he'd squashed, get, but he'd have a bank no, account. That's, get, yeah, then he could like spend like five months in Mexico without exactly, Russell, exactly without worry about it. He could buy a house. With yeah, him. yeah. <laughs> that was the great thing about WCW. That's why you never. The only guys who complain about WCW are really like the English speaking dudes. Mm-hmm. You never hear La Parca or like uh, like Dandy or any of those guys complain about WCW. They never complained about it. Wow, so they were totally content. Because they were making role. a ton of money. I, like, I, they, they, I, they didn't complain about it. That's you true. never hear about it. You only hear about... Cause, cause well, it, and, and look, it did, it didn't hurt La Parca. La Parca went back to Mexico. He's very he's every still, bit as big as ever. Yeah, you he's know? still a main event guy. But it's like, it, it always cracks me up because people are like, oh, I bet he's just... I, you never hear about Super Kahlo complaining about getting paid. And he's not even around anymore. He's, he's like, he's, I think he works. he lives in Chicago or something now. Mm. He's the Cubs fan. <laughs> we should start that rumor. Yes. Super we'll cut this out of the Super, podcast and start yeah. the rumor. Super Calo is the Cubs fan. Well, you actually, I don't know where he lives. He, <laughs> might, be, he might be back. He in lives there. with the Cubs fan. Yes. He's his son. <laughs> um, you know, you. Uh, yeah, but uh, anyways, the, the, that that oh, whole thing. That whole thing. I don't really. I think the only place I could see him going is AAA. Yeah, that's really the only place I could see him going. When they actually have a Luchador Sorpresa spot, do so you picture him? Probably staying with them. I think he's staying in CML. Yeah, that's my yeah. I'd be shocked. Now you posted a video that I just drank in last night. I enjoyed it so much. You posted a 1983 match, uh, light heavyweight title bout between Sangre Chicana and uh, again, I'm always the odd man out. Uh, Ringo Mendoza, who I always really liked a lot. Yeah, I know a lot of people aren't too keen on him. I like (laughs) Ringo Mendoza. And I, think I, there's, I think there's more people who are starting to like those guys as they see more of their, their older, older stuff. Because, yeah. I mean, when you're watching the guy, when like I said, when you're watching somebody who's a little older, you have this whole like thing in your mind mm-hmm. that it's like, oh, this guy sucks. Or this guy's old and you can't get past that. So Yeah. Um, I mean, he's... he. His, look at Sangre Chicana. There's another guy. Uh, yeah, exactly. Sangre Chicana. He looks really bad now, I mean, because he's old. I know, exactly. But, I mean, like, if you watch them in the 80s, that dude, like, looked cool. Oh, my God. Him and Pirata Morgan were, like, the coolest-looking look- dudes, like, in the I 80s. agree, totally. Yeah. I, to- I thoroughly agree. Now, I got... I always loved... What the, blew me away. I always loved, like, his... his When they would, like, announce him. Because mm-hmm. his full announcement was, he's the... He's the amo del escándalo. The, the, king, the love of king of scandal the king of scandal 
And then they would go Andres Richardson, his mm-hmm, name. Mm-hmm. And then they go Sangre Chicana. He is one of the few guys who they would emphasize his birth name. Yeah. Andre. In every match. I remember and that his, since 1989. And, and, and El Dandy. Because yeah. I remember always saying El Dandy. Roberto, Roberto Gutierrez Frias El Dandy. Yes. That was another guy. And Daniel Lopez El Satanico was another one. And Andres Richardson. That is such a cool name. Yeah. You never hear them say like Gennaro, <laughs> Gennaro Vasquez or something. Is a Blue Panther's name. Mm-hmm. I can't remember his last name. Yep. But his first name is Blue Panther Gennaro. Works. Yeah, Blue Panther. And, and Ringo Mendoza, his debut was like in 1968. I mean, he is from the old... I think they'll do that, the name thing with um, Volador Jr. too. That'd be cool. Because his name's Ramon Ibarra. That's a cool name. So Ramon Ibarra. I think Ibarra. if it has a nice musical yeah. ring to it. I know, looked, I know didn't what... Didn't he look like Rey Mysterio? Like, a, like, a, like an older Rey Mysterio for whatever... Uh, he was. did, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I'm thinking... Getting back to that, we never... <laughs> <laughs> I like how we go all over the place. Yeah. yeah, we're all over the place okay. here. It's free form jazz, baby. So, I, what, oh, God. As soon as I, even before the match started, I just seeing the fans chanting Chicana's name. Yeah. I, there's something about that old school. I love how the Rudo, when, especially when they know he's going to be in a technical match, because, you know, old school, whenever they had a title match, the Rudos would more often wrestle a technical style instead of. Typical See, and even going back to the '80s, the heels were always more cheered in Arena Mexico. It was yes, it's 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 like it's like something that's really weird to like a lot of people for whatever reason. And when, but they, like when you're la- when you've grown up watching it, it's like yeah. And when they'd have those title matches or apuestas matches, you would see fans before and after the matches crowding the ring like this is like a huge deal. You know who's actually like with that um, whole video thing? Everybody mm-hmm. finding video. Who's actually raised their their like. Per, I don't know, raised their stock mm-hmm. in people's eyes. Manuel Mochocota. I believe it. I yeah. I dug that guy way back when. I, and that I, dude is awesome. I saw him I, after his peak, and I still thought he was good. Really? Um, I even actually saw him on a live show. I think by the mid-90s, he was already kind of like losing it. He was losing it, yeah. but he still had a spark yeah. in him. Um, I remember seeing him on a show, not in Compton, somewhere in that area. There was a show he was on. In, like, 94, I want to say. Mm-hmm. And his, his work was getting panned a lot by people. Yeah. And, yeah, he wasn't what he was, but, uh, boy, he still was got great heat. I mean... I, and, think, I think there's, like, a big difference when you go to a Lucha show live. Mm-hmm. You're right. Compared to watching it on TV. Because I think when you're watching it on TV, you're sitting... Mm-hmm. Sometimes you don't want to watch it, so you kind of. Oh, in fact, I remember. I remember even uh, Physico said that when we used to make our Tijuana trips all the time. He says, you know, I like watching it on TV, but he says there, it's a whole different thing. When you see it live, watching it live, when you see it live, there's a lot of guys who you kind of like thought were shitty mm-hmm. or weren't very good, but then you're there live and you see how much more, how much better they are. Right. There's something different it's, about just being there. there there's live. just a huge difference. You know, and I mean, uh, Physico and I, we had been to like. Like I said, Lots of American matches, but he, but there's a difference. We go to American match live. It doesn't that's for like me. That's like I said about Extreme impact. Tiger. Extreme Tiger. I saw him live. He looks way better in mm-hmm. person, and that's probably why. Like in AAA, I just thought he was always like maybe it was the editing where they just edited that out. Possibly all the, maybe all his good stuff. The cameraman hates yeah, him. They hated him so much, and they <laughs> they had to show him like fall, missing a dive, yes. missing a, a leg drop. By like two feet, hitting <laughs> like the the floor. He winked at my yes. wife, so it, it, I'm it, going it, to it, bury him. Yeah, but yeah, that the uh, for I I just I just love the uh, the first fall of the Sangre Chicana and Rico match. I love that they they did this multiple arm drag spat uh, that just kind of got them out of the ring, and they just had this quick heated encounter where 
it looked like they were going to tear into each other, but they didn't. It was a title match. And I forgot how much I love those little flying headbutts and the little monkey flip uh, high spot that Ringo Mendoza does. Yeah, the monkey flip spot. Won the first fall with his patented hole, which I didn't realize was his invention called La Ringuina. I'd seen him do it a jillion times, but I didn't know that was his pet. (laughs) You just figured, oh, he stole it from somebody. (laughs) And the second fall, I love those funky neck breakers that Ringo would give Sangre Chicana. It's like a reverse uh, Stone Cold stunner. Oh, really? Yeah, because you know how Stone Cold does it from the front? He did it from the back and would take a step and... Oh, yeah, he would move forward. Yes, I dug those. So like all the classic lucha moves. That's like the classic, classic. Yeah. and yeah, and that that uh, f- and then the final fold. It was like a clinic of old school holds, and uh, it ended. It ended with one of those finishes where they both pin each other. There's that pin where sometimes uh, both wrestlers' shoulders are pinned, and one of them bridges up. Well, they both got the three count for the draw, and it was just funny because the they- fans booed. <laughs> No, they, they were fine they with didn't. it. They didn't. Not only were they fine with it, but you saw Chicana picking money off the ground, yeah. picking up coins off the ground. As opposed to now where everybody just complains, oh, I didn't get the match I wanted. Yeah, I only got two and a quarter stars yes, out of that. Two stars, three stars. But uh, And then how the crowd was just up, you know, just surrounding the ring, just, I mean, they're... I, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if I could go back in time, I'd love to yeah, go to some of those all the lives. 80s, all the oh, 80s those wrestling. are good stuff. And Chacon, I gotta tell you, you're the one who actually pointed me in the direction of the best Sangre Chicana matches. Um, I always dug him, but I didn't realize just how cool he yeah, was yeah. until He's, you pointed me in that direction. I always, I always like ever since I saw him. I think I saw him first, like when he showed up in Juarez to work with. Um, I'm thinking it was Aguayo, Paraguayo. Mm-hmm. And Paraguayo was like the big star. Like I had already heard about him. Yeah. I was like, man, is going to be here. Because mm-hmm. they did, they announced them like commercial. They had already done commercials for him and everything. And Aguayo was like, oh, and I mean, how can you not love a guy who wears fur? fur- <laughs> exactly. And, you know, I'm a mark, I'm, I'm a mark for like ugly looking dudes. Like Missing Link was like one of my favorite roles. Totally. Bruiser Brody I like. Yes. I mean, I kind of, I kind of, I, I was a huge fan of Brody, mm-hmm. but you know I could see why like like some people would be like, yeah, he's kind of boring, yeah, because he can't, he doesn't, he doesn't sell anything. <laughs> so like, but I was really into that stuff. So Guayo was one of those guys. But then you see Sangre Chicana, he looks like this dude who's just like like some like some rocker dude, like some old rocker dude, like, like and a real earthy one yeah, too. Like like, like he like, was he was trained. He was yeah, trained like one in of those seventies dudes, like one of those seventies rockers, not not like. Not like the like the Metallica guys, exactly. Like Led Zeppelin or the Who, like he would be listening to that or something. You picture him living in in, in a van, or in a something. van yeah. or on a houseboat yeah. in Northern California, yeah. coming out okay. wearing wearing the vest yeah. all the time. So like, said, okay, I got to fight. I got to fight. Yeah, his whole look. Like, yeah, so he, when he came out, I was like, oh my god, this guy's awesome. And like his brawls, their brawls were always crazy. I think he did another match where he wrestled Satanico, mm-hmm. and it was oh, another I'd love brawl. To see that. Another brawl. They would always just have these crazy brawls all the time. And, like, I remember when I, like, years later when I got online and people were like, oh, yeah, Brody's the greatest brawler, like, from the 80s. Because mm-hmm. that's when I started reading The Observer and stuff. And I would be like, man, these people don't, have never seen Sangre Chicana. That guy's, like, the best brawler of all time. <clears throat> well, and I have to tell you, the reason I wasn't so aware is I saw him live several times in the late 80s, early 90s. Uh, in Tijuana, and he was good. Uh, but he wasn't the, that. He wasn't still right. That right. I, I think he well, not only a little past his prime, but he was still good. But also, I remember in each instance he was not the focal point of the match. Like the first time I saw him, Santo uh, 
it was a six-man tag where Santa was on the other team, and there was a local guy. I think his name was Mastek. Uh, I think it was a local guy who... Who they were trying to build a feud. They were building a feud between yeah. him and Santo, and I assumed they eventually did a mask versus mask. Uh, so I saw bits and pieces of him, but I never I never really saw his prime matches until the last two years or so. And Yeah, him versus Rush would have been crazy. Oh, God. Rush yeah. versus a lot of those 80s guys would have been crazy. Oh. Yeah, but he was he was awesome, like... Just the whole, just the name and the whole look. He just yes. had a great, yes. he had a great vibe. Then when he got older, it was like, yeah, he's not. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, he, Father Time like marches Morgan. on. Kirata Morgan's another guy. Like you look at him, like if a kid nowadays looked at him, they'd be like, oh my god, this guy's so creepy looking. Like he's got a tattoo. Oh. He's got the he's got the Mike Tyson tattoo on his face. Like the like that that thing that whatever that fuck. That right. Is. I don't know tattoo why he. I don't know why face. he did that, but. Oh, you know, I didn't I tell you. I don't. Think I think so. I told you like there, there was like the they did an interview with him about pirates and he's mm-hmm. like he's like there's a lot of pirates in pro wrestling, he's like but there's only one pirate with a tattoo in his face. <laughs> like he's like he's like so so he was like let's see who else is crazy enough to do that. Oh, that's funny. His son is really good. His hijo de pirata Morgan is really good. He's actually pretty still good. we can still catch him on IWRG, can yeah, we? Yeah, he's still in okay. I got to catch up. Yeah, you. It gets a little I, repetitive. I, but I just love. Yeah, I Morgan is just one of my. He's on my five, top five. Yeah, he's, ever, he's one of those ever. guys who was younger. When he was younger, he was amazing. And like, that that match, I and I know it wasn't even a. It was just more a vehicle to get Masawa over, but his match with uh, Tiger Mask too. I could watch that over and over. That yeah, was and you're, you're still because it's like a short match, isn't it? like a, a fifteen minute match. Yeah, and you're you're watching just two masters. I mean, Masawa is, was another guy who was really yes, good. yes. Was, it, Masa, and Masawa was one of those guys who, if you had to press me. To make my top ten list, Masawa is automatically in that top ten. See, I think 10. I think that's what CMLL really needs to do, like develop the guys' carrot pers- personalities. Because mm-hmm. those guys, when they would re- re- like, they would announce them, mm-hmm. people would be like, like they would get a reaction, mm-hmm. positive or negative, they get a reaction. Yeah, they, almost, like, had, almost like any cool, press. Is yeah, they had press. a cool look and stuff, and now it's like, oh, these guys are all together faction. They don't really. They, it's just like, okay, this guy's their whole technical side is basically the same <laughs> like they're all very that's similar that's true that's true yeah. the, there's just things that they could do that actually look yeah. a little well, well like like just off the top of my head uh, the Technicos the two that stand out to me are Sombra and Valiente and it's not because they really worked on getting their personalities over they just have this coolness all yeah. their own yeah. that, I mean Valiente just the moves he does it, it he he doesn't do moves the way Super Astro did, but that was kind of Super Astro's trademark. Super Astro yeah. could have had any kind of mask on, and but his flying well, was like his. We were watching flying. that match. How Superboy said he looked like Super Astro. He's he's exactly like yeah, Super Astro. and and it's just it's like his moves are his moves. Yeah. It's like somebody else could imitate them, but they wouldn't look nearly. You get as the good. same. You get the. You basically get the same reaction you would get from seeing Super Astro watching Valiente, but they yes. don't. They don't work the same. They don't look. They don't do the same. Yeah, stuff. totally different yeah, package. Just completely different. There was actually a match, a trios match on the Sunday that after that, and it was um, it, it it was Volador mm-hmm. Volador Junior's first match without a mask. Mm-hmm. It was him teaming with Psychosis and Cranio, mm-hmm. who had Mihe with him. <laughs> they were dressed, Cranio dressed as Darth Vader. Oh yeah, and Mihe dressed as Yoda. So you can imagine oh. them doing um, Gangnam style, <laughs> the Gangnam style dance, and Mihe's like doing all the all the stuff he does, like Sweet. playing on the mat, doing crawling and stuff, and um. They wrestled the Estetas del Aire, um, Mascara Dorada, Valiente, Mystico. Mm-hmm. And um, they did this really cool spot where um, they do their dives, 
but they do it again mm -hmm. to close it out. And instead of hitting every single one of the, the Rudos, mm -hmm. all three of the technicals hit Cranio. Oh! They did that with Euphoria. <laughs> the following week, they did that with oh Euphoria. Oh my gosh. Also. Like they just kill the, the, they kill one Rudo with the, all the dives. I love it because it, it, it makes more sense. Yeah, like, and then the last Using guy, the dive for a purpose. And then the last guy who hits the dive ends up um, being the eliminate, you know, staying with the, yeah. the guy who gets eliminated. That's my biggest frustration with Topes, not just in Lucha, but in uh, anywhere is... The dives just look good, and then they get back and wrestle. Where I love it when the dive accomplishes something. That's, like, where, that's where I think Hijo de Fantasma like, should get a little credit. Because mm -hmm. he was the one that actually did the first one where he did the di three dives. Really? Three di he hit three dives on Ray Bucanero. So then you had Blue Panther do it most recently on Averno, where he hit the three dives. Remember when Averno moved from one side, Blue Panther hit him with the tope. Then he moved to the other side, Blue Panther hit him with another tope. Mm -hmm. Then like everybody's like... Marking out over it, then he hits him again. <laughs> they read the audience. Yeah, so that's something. But I thought it was cool because they all three of them hit um, Cranio, which I thought was great. <laughs> Very cool, Cranio. Um, then there was a match with uh, Puma and Tiger teaming up with Ishi. Mm -hmm. Talk, my of, yeah, my new fave, um, not my fave. They but worked one with of my... Ray Cometa, Triton, and Nijo de Fantasma. I think this was the Friday match mm -hmm. last Friday. Really good match. And again, this is where you kind of complain about CMLL. They have they come up with a tag team tournament. And they don't have Puma and Tiger being like the featured, one of the featured tag teams. Right. Those guys as a tag team are really good. Wow. Like, they're, they're, that's where you kind of wonder, why don't they have a tag team division? They have, they have Puma and, and Tiger yeah. who are like the, I think those guys, if they put them with Felino full time or with Negro Costas, they would be awesome. Like working with this, like the like Mystico. That group. would be sweet. That would be pretty awesome. That was actually another good match. Um, I guess we should talk about the AAA yeah. announced lineup for Heroes yeah. Immortality. <laughs> um, Triple AAA always comes toward the tail end of our yeah. stuff. I, I guess I guess I should try to watch it a little more just to. But but uh, yeah, I'll just say it. I'm an I'm an, there, an unapologetic know, CMLL fan. The I problem just, is that know. there's so many CMLL shows mm -hmm. that there's so much more to yeah. talk about, and there's always when something's going when there's more problems in a promotion, there's more to talk about the promotion. True. When it's a promotion that's perfectly, nothing's really going on, mm -hmm. and they're just running their shows, there's not as much to talk about. Right. But, I mean, AAA's been great. They've improved their mid-card. I'll give them that. Mm -hmm. They've been really, like... But the, they're, they're basically... They're, they're running their... Um, actually, I didn't even post the main event for the Heroes Immortalis. Mm -hmm. The main event is um, Psycho Clown challenging for the AAA Mega title versus Tejano Jr., Psycho Clown has been a trio yeah. wrestler all this time. That's kind of underwhelming. It'd be, it'd be cool for a main event of a lesser show. But, yeah. But you know, I mean... I think that, I think what they're trying to do is, like, trying to, like, build up some of the their guys mm -hmm. and, like, try to phase out La Park, having to deal with L.A. Park oh, and okay, Dr. Yeah. Wagner Jr., yeah. the headaches in, the, in, in, in Lucha Libre. Yes. And really... I got I got a laugh when um, Conan was doing a podcast mm -hmm. and he was talking about... I think we might have talked about this, like... He was saying how um, CMLL doesn't create new stars and AAA does. And I was like laughing because I thought, well, you know, AAA kind of doesn't create, hasn't really created a new Not star. Not really, They're, have they? A lot, mean, of their, a lot of their created stars are already like guys who Peña had already. Right, like, right. La Parca, Cibernetico, mm -hmm. those are guys who are already those established. Those are the guys getting pushed. And then like everybody else is, are guys who have already been around. Like Tejano Jr. is a CMLL created guy. Um, yes. Paraguayo was a big star in AAA and CMLL mm -hmm. already. Wagner saying, oh, they really haven't created a, a star. Over the last six, seven years, 
if you compare what they've created and CMLs created, they have yeah. Well, and why? While CMLL is not is the zenith, I mean, Rush and Somber are are, are yeah, two so, guys who are really yeah. standing Bola out. Jr. Big is another one. Yes, exactly. So it's like. So that's why they have Psycho Clown in their name. <laughs> I like, almost think, I mean, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I almost think it would make more sense to just, uh, if they wanted to use that particular worker in a singles feud, uh, repackage him as something else. It's not like they haven't done that before. That's the other thing. Like, you have three clowns, when they all have the same gimmick, it yeah, really we, doesn't make a difference because people are going to think, oh, was that monster or murder? Main event, right? Exactly. It, it'd be like it'd, it'd be like uh, you know the Rock and Roll Express is coming. Okay, every main event is going to be Robert Gibson versus Rick. See Flair, what I would you do. Know? Honestly, what I would do if they think he could actually become a main event guy. I mean, how hard is it to find a third a third clown in the future? Yes, yes. It, so what I would do, this should be the title match. Fine, but if let's say they want to continue building this guy up, build it up to a match versus title match, something like that, and for, uh, for some other match. Actually, they should have done the title match like in, on a regular show. Hey, in the third then clown. build it to a, a mask versus title. This guy drops his mask. Yeah, re-gimmick him. Mm-hmm. And that's how you you yes yes repackage the guy. Use some. I mean, a third clown is totally you know a new third clown is totally acceptable. Yeah. I mean, well you know killer clown. You can't exactly. Say a clown. You know, Actually, I think that's copyright. Contrast. Uh, uh, um, Happy Clown. Happy Clown. I like Happy Clown. That's why like, I'd love to have Grumpy two. Clown or something. <laughs> you know, it's not that difficult. And if you really think this guy can be a main eventer, I mean, you should have done the title match, let's say, in sep- like mm-hmm. early September or whenever they had the other match. These guys have kept Consejo versus Psycho Circus has been going on since last year. Mm. They could have done like something where they could have done a mask versus right. title. And then like Heroes and Mortales should have been yeah. the mask versus title match. In fact, that's something I, you know, I'm just as guilty as not paying attention to. Uh, the whole Consejo thing, how has that gotten over in general? Really, Tejano Jr. is basically... He is. <laughs> he is basically it, a yeah. Consejo now. Okay. You still have the Consejo. I was even thinking about this because I've, I've been doing writing down my mm-hmm. list from last year. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, these guys haven't really done much in 2013, like, other than Tejano right. Jr. Like, everybody else is really kind of, like, phased out. Like, Toscano, what is he? He's now with the that... Los Mireyes. Mm-hmm. Um Dos Mil is now teaming with Silver King mm-hmm. as El Consejo, but it's really not a it's not as big as it was originally right. gonna be. And um Tejano I mean Tejano's basically a ma- a main event star on, on his, his own, own, really. Which well, I thought was perfect. Mm-hmm. I think that was the best thing they could have done for him. Get him away from that, let him become a star, still have him be like with Conan and all, all those guys, but let him be on his own. Mm-hmm. He's a great he's a great worker. He's a he's the guy you want to yes. re- represent your promotion. Yeah, and the other thing is the Copa Antonio Pena, mm-hmm. which is a bunch of um, bunch of four way matches. Now I, I'm I'm extremely so, biased here because I you know I, I one I, of the matches has a has a surprise luchador, so there might actually be a oh. it could be an American guy like an Impact guy or yeah it could be somebody jumping. Well, I. I uh, I'm, I'm, bi- I'm biased here because I, I, I've always hated three-way dances for four yeah. ways. I, 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 I won't say I, I've seen some that I thought were very good and I enjoy them, but I, I just hate the concept. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I, an I, old man. I just like you know. I don't mind it. Like if it's just that, but then like you have this other match. You have a Triple H tag team title match. That's a four-way match. 
with um, Crazy Boy and Joe Leader. I think they're the champs. <laughs> I like how I can't remember. <laughs> Angelico teaming with Jack Evans. Then you have Pentagon yeah. Jr. teaming with Ultimo Gladiador. And Aerostar teaming with Drago. Mm. Aerostar, the Mr. Milk Carton, is finally working <laughs> on, a paper, on, a, on a big show. I like and Drago, that. who should have... Who Drago, should've. that should be a good tag team, though. Yeah, although he should have stayed got whoever ready. That's, that, that is who that was, right? Yeah. Yeah, son of a bitch. I dig the Angelico Jack Evans. You know, it's so funny because Angelico Jack Evans do a lot of innovative spots. Yes, yes. Which is great. But then, like, if they put him in slow motion, you can kind of see, like, the screw-ups. And that's like... Oh, oh no way, yeah. really? Yes. What's that? It? When you're doing innovative spots, sometimes... It's like, like it's like um, Sombra's... Um, Double moonsault. Mm-hmm. If it's against the wrong guy, it always looks sloppy. Right. But yeah, if the I've right guy's that. always... I have seen that, yeah, yes. So it's, like, it's like... So then that's going to happen. And I guess they still have to announce one more match. But, um... Yeah, the show isn't particularly... It's kind of underwhelming. Yeah. I think it's kind of... Like I said, I mean, you could have done something like with Psycho Clown. Mm-hmm. If they would have done that, I think that would have been a little better. I think so, too. Because you don't really need, I mean... How many... That's the one thing. Like, if you're really going to main event a, a, a trios guy, you got to mm-hmm. start breaking him out of the trio. Yeah, what's exactly. Happen, he loses, goes back to being a trio. You know, the other thing that's funny is that they don't have the secta in this, which I'm assuming will happen at some point. Mm-hmm. They actually did the big um, turn on Cybernetico. Oh, okay. Which you probably don't even know happened. Oh, I do not know. <laughs> yep. I must. My I must confess ignorance. We should also bring up the two winners of the AAA tryouts. Were Willie Mack and Vinny Massaro. Oh, Willie Mack got in. Yeah. He's already oh. been there. He's already been there. But, I mean, as a steady? I mean... Well, I think it's just them working a couple of shows. Oh. They should use him regularly. I, I think like that guy. if they come to the U.S., that's what they're, they're planning on doing. Mm-hmm. But I love how, like... I just got to mention this because I thought it was funny. Uh-huh. I sh- I'm sure people are going to get upset about it. But I don't think they're going to get upset about it. Because mm-hmm. things happen and schedules change. Mm-hmm. But it's so funny, wasn't there supposed to be like a show this past summer, AAA in the U.S.? Yeah, we've been, we told that? We've been here for several years that they were coming. Yeah, this, but know? it was going to be this summer. Yep. Hasn't happened. Then they said they were going to start TV like in early. Mm-hmm. And now it's kind of like pushed a little bit for uh, later. So it's like, it's always like a couple of months later and it's like, eh. And a couple of months never comes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, we have heard, I mean, and not just... I'm in, sure it'll I, happen at yeah. some point, but... But it, yeah, you're right. No, and it hasn't been an isolated situation. You hear a lot of their plans that I think don't the come prob- to fruition. Yeah, I think it just happens because they, they all like to, like, bring yeah. up the plans. I think they should almost not say anything. I think because, yeah. like you say, it probably will happen, you but met, it will have a lot more impact. Have you met Conan? <laughs> <laughs> Him not say anything. He yes, does, he does a weekly podcast. Yes, he's true. He's caught on to the whole like wanting to s- talk about stuff. Yeah, eagerness. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I can understand being excited for the plans. It's hard for anybody. But like. it's, it, but seriously, some things you should keep up or under wraps till it is happening. Yeah, it's like, hard. It's hard in yeah. today's age not to bring up stuff that you're gonna. Everything is so yeah. expedited. Yeah. In this everybody day always and age. has to bring up stuff, and then they don't do it, and then people regret uh-huh. regret bringing it up. Oh yeah, well, and I remember when I was younger. Every every time you'd hear somebody was gonna run in California because you know there was talk that uh, Dusty was gonna uh, run California in the early eighties. Uh, the Von Erics, um, really? 
Yeah, even even Al Timko talked about running California, <laughs> and and every time you'd get excited, it, nothing it, would happen. It takes yeah, it takes a little while to realize okay, yeah. this isn't going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> usually, when they say months, it's usually years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's how I've kind of gotten and figured out the whole lucha lingo of things. Like mm-hmm. they're, they're working on Mexican time, so it's like <laughs> they're not day hours means. Minutes mean yeah. means hours. Hours means days. That was one of days the first phrases that uh, Terry Boy and uh, um, Kaz Hayashi. Shibu, yeah, yeah, Kaz Hayashi learned because I remember uh, when they were out here in '93 and we were driving around. Their watch was set incorrectly, and we were taken to the show in Compton and we we're uh, picking some else up, and it was like six in the evening. But their watch said it was eight in the evening, and they were looking nervous and. Terry Boy pats me and looks, points to his watch and goes, Mexican time? <laughs> I said, no, no, your watch is wrong, dude. Oh, they thought it was Mexican time. Yes, the, they oh, thought we were running really, really yes. late. Now you could see this. Yeah. They don't understand the Mexican time term. Yeah. It's not, it's not well, the they were staying, time zone. They were staying with Super Boy, so they understood that a lot of the Lucha shows start a half hour yeah. late. And they thought, oh, we're on extreme, yeah. <laughs> extreme oh, Mexican geez. time now. Jeez. <laughs> Well, we covered a lot of ground here, uh, and, uh, you know, it's, when, like a, it's like a fireworks show. We uh, delved deep into the anniversary show and went in 50 other directions, too, which yeah, I, uh, is, it's really fun to do. We hope you cats enjoy listening to it. Is there anything you'd like to touch upon before we wrap things up? No, not really. Neither would I. Actually, there's Lucha tonight, so... There is Lucha and tonight. There's always Lucha on Fridays and Sundays now, so don't complain on about Terra.com. T-E-R-R-A. Apparently, they, they're cutting out the main events, the, the final two matches on oh, really? Friday. I think those are going to be exclusive to Fox Sports um, oh, Espanol. Okay. So, I, I'm i thinking that's what's happening. Although, a lot of people complained about it. <laughs> so Because <laughs> so, that happened last um, last week. Right. Like, we were watching it, and all of a sudden, it just cut off. Like, they're like, <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. It's like, oh, I'm grumble, what? grumble, grumble. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm I'm okay with it. Any any lucha's good lucha. Very cool. Yeah. Well, until next time, ladies and gentlemen, may the right hemisphere of the brain short circuit the left hemisphere. May the left hemisphere short circuit the right hemisphere. And bing, you're there. May Jesus, Buddha, Lord Krishna, Allah, and Yolanka, the space god, all bless you. It'll never. You can ha- You can never have too many higher powers. Embrace <laughs> them all. Take care. Love you, cats. <laughs>